Here we go again, folks. As was promised, here comes the book of Leviticus. Chapter 7, the holy number, the Shabu. The Septuagint. 7, 70, 72, or 77. The Lord's holy number. And here in 7, we have the law of the trespass offering and of the peace offerings, whether it be for thanksgiving or vow or a free will offering. The fat and the blood are forbidden. The priest portion of the peace offerings, and that are, they are given to the priests by the Lord. By the Lord. That's their portion of the Lord's offering. So here we go in 7, verse 1, it says, Likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. Capital H on the holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, they shall they kill the trespass offering, and the blood thereof shall he sprinkle round about upon the altar. This is over and over and over. We keep talking about the Spirit being uh, given to all of us to put it in our heart, in our soul, in our mind to do what's right in His sight. The spreading of the Holy Ghost is represented by the sprinkling of water and the sprinkling of blood. In three, and he shall offer of it all the fat thereof, the rump, and the fat that covereth the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the flanks, and the call that is about the liver with the kidneys. It shall, shall he take away, period. In five, and the priest shall burn them upon the altar for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a trespass offering. And the uh, Father, the Holy Ghost, they are devouring fire. It is not like other fire. It is not like a combustion engine of any kind. It is a different kind of fire, uh, and that is thoroughly explained there in the wisdom of Solomon as he describes this fire of the Holy Ghost. There, That's in the Old Testament Apocrypha. Six, it says, every male among the priests shall eat thereof. It shall be eaten in the holy place. It is most holy, period. In 7.7 seven here, it says, as the sin offering is, so is the trespass offering. There is one law for them the priest that maketh atonement therewith shall have it. 
Again, it's all about the forgiveness of your sins, recognizing what your sin is, and moving ahead and uh, being forgiven and to not keep sinning. In 8 it says, And the priest that offereth any man's burnt offering, even the priest shall have to himself the skin of the burnt offering, which he hath offered, and all the meat offering that is bacon in the oven, and all that is dressed uh, in the frying pan, and in the pan shall be the priests that offereth it. And every meat offering mingled with oil and dry shall all the sons of Aaron have, one as much as another. Okay, now, remember, this is of the Lord's offering. That the Lord is sharing with his priests. And when I say uh, not to sin again, okay, I realized that Paul taught that this sin just kept going over and over and over. It just never, never quit. Even the priest would have to offer for himself because there's no end to the sin. But it isn't a license to sin is my point. It doesn't say, well, it's okay to sin and we'll go through this ritual and that makes it okay. No, it's still forbidden. All right. And, of course, it fell short. The blood that's sprinkled represents the future where the Spirit is given to us. The law is written on our heart. Okay, see? So there's no license to sin because of this or any of the other uh, parts of the Bible. Don't give any man, any man, the license to sin. Okay? Now that's what the Scripture says. If you say, well, they fall short here, that's true. Okay, that's, that's absolutely true. And most people in this world will fall short. Okay, so uh, we need the forgiveness of sins. And uh, this is, at this time, and the future of it, we know is through our advocate, Jesus Christ, Yahshua. In 11 it says, And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer unto the Lord. Okay, see, this is to the Lord. 12, it says, If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then shall, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil and cakes mingled with oil of fine flour fried. Okay, now when they... Uh, anointed the uh, kings, would they not come in with oil? Would they not? See, you're, you're uh, a representation of something more than what we're seeing here in the law. This law is a teaching tool, okay? On the occultist side, on the priest of Baal side, they use their mock uh, testimony of their... Uh, the ritual is used to teach their initiate or deceive their initiate. It is their doctrine. 
and they're written uh, plays that they do, like the ballad of uh, Isis and Osiris, is used in many different ways. Here, we're being taught about the anointing with the oil. Okay, and the mingle with flour, and it's fried uh, with fire. Okay, so be looking for that as we go here. That's in 12. In 13, it says, Besides the cakes he shall offer for his offering, leavened bread, with the sacrifice of thanksgiving, of his peace offerings. Now, for the, in this case, it's leavened. And remember, in most cases, it's the unleavened and how that teaches you about the history. As the youngsters come to you and say, hey, uh, why can't we have leavened bread? You explain to your child that this is the way we left Egypt. At the same time, there's a modern uh, meaning to that, and that is that we're going to come out of the whore of Babylon and never look back. Are we not? Or we're not going to be like Lot's wife, are we? Okay. And uh, there's an allegory there with Lot's wife for looking back. Okay. So we don't look back. Christ plainly teaches that in the New Testament. When it's time to go, you go. Don't go back and get your coat, right? Okay, so that's that. Sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offerings in 13. In 14 it says, And of it he shall offer one out of the whole oblation for an heave offering unto the Lord. And it shall be the priests that sprinkleth the blood of the peace offerings. Uh, 15. Again, there's the sprinkled blood. There's the outpouring. Go back to the uh, Last Supper there. And you drink this one. This represents my blood, etc. And he was not talking about the cannibalism. Absolutely not. Remember, remember, it's an abomination to drink things that are un uh, like blood. Okay? This ungodly uh Blood is not only unhealthy for you physically, and the people that I know that have been in Satanism that have uh, done this act end up unhealthy out of it. Their digestive system, their arthritis, all, all that. It affects all of it. But the worst of it is if it's a spiritual destruction, okay, from disobeying this law about drinking blood. That never went away, did it? No, and a lot of the other law doesn't go away either. What did Christ say? I came here to fulfill the law, not destroy the law. Not one jot or tittle of this law will go away. Okay, what we do, we move on. As Paul said, we move on to the next phase of... Uh, the next phase of the New Jerusalem forever. But here is the heave offering and the sprinkling of the blood of the peace offerings. Okay? And with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, you get what? You get the peace that goes beyond understanding. You get the great comforter, do you not? 
in 15, it says, And the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day that it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. Okay? Now think about that. Uh, back in the Old Testament when they were told, Don't try to hoard all these blessings. I, here, God Almighty's feeding you the manna. He gave you your lust of the flesh with the uh, birds. But don't save it. He's going to take care of your needs every day. Is that not what's being taught here in the law? In 16, it says, But if the sacrifice of his offering be a vow or a voluntary offering, it shall be eaten the same day that he offereth his sacrifice, and on the morrow also the remainder of it shall be eaten. Okay, see, so there's a difference. 17, it says, But the remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burnt with fire. How about that? 18, it says, And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings be eaten at all on the third day, it shall not be accepted, neither shall it be imputed unto him that offereth it. It shall be an abomination, and the soul that eateth of it shall bear his iniquity. Did you just hear that? 19, and the flesh that toucheth any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burnt with fire, and as for the flesh, all that be clean shall eat thereof. Now, again, the waste product is stubble. It is useless. And there's a judgment coming through this Holy Ghost outpouring. And it refines the saint. But it burns the briar, folks. That's the way it is. That's being taught here in the law. Okay, in 20, But the soul that eateth of the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offerings that pertain unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. Now, did you just hear that? What about somebody that's unclean? What about somebody that's doing something that is abominable? Okay, then there's no, no fixing that. There's a judgment day, and the doors, what, closed, like the days of Noah. 21, moreover, the soul that shall touch any unclean thing as the uncleanness of man or any unclean beast or any abominable unclean thing and eat the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offerings which pertain unto the Lord, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. And if you look at this through a similitude, you're cut off from your New Jerusalem people, your seed of Abraham. Okay, and that's the worst. 22 is a new paragraph, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, 
Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Ye shall eat no manner fat of ox, or sheep, or of goat, and the fat of the beast that dieth of itself, and the fat of that which is torn with beasts may be used in any other use, but ye shall in no wise eat thereof. Okay, so there's that. There's other uses for fat. But it shall not be eaten here in 24. 25. For whosoever eateth the fat of the beast, of which men offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, even the soul that eateth it shall be cut off from his people. 26. Moreover, ye shall eat no manner of blood, whether it be of fowl or of beast in any of your dwellings. And again, this is what the Satanists do. In their rituals, they drink blood of their victim. They believe they get the spirit of their victim. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, what's her name, Doris Duke? that they ate on Halloween, the Satanists did. And the, the reason they do that, they believe they're uh, gaining her spirit, her force. See? So you can lay in bed with these sorcerers, and uh, you end up, for, it's a Halloween dinner. How do you like that? Because they believe by drinking your blood, they're absorbing your spirit. See? how the two things war against each other. Okay, and that's being taught here. So I'll read that again. 26, moreover, ye shall eat no manner of blood, whether it be of fowl or of beast in any of your dwellings. Again, I had people personally knew them that were in these rituals that came out of that, and uh, whenever I would talk about that, they would ask me to stop because I was bringing back bad memories for them. See, I'm right over the target when I'm telling you these things. 27. Whatsoever soul it be that eateth any manner of blood, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. Did you just hear that? It's a curse. 28 is a, a new paragraph. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, uh, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, He that offereth the sacrifice of his peace offerings unto the Lord shall bring his oblation unto the Lord of the sacrifice of his peace offerings. His own hands shall bring the offerings of the Lord made by fire, the fat with the beast, it shall, it shall he bring that the breast may be waved for a wave offering before the Lord. Do I have that right? Okay. 31. And the priest shall burn the fat upon the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his son's. Again, it's the Lord sharing with his priests. Priests, capital P. 32, And the right shoulder shall ye give unto the priest for a 
and heave offering of the sacrifices of your peace offerings. 33. He among the sons of Aaron that offereth the blood of the peace offerings and the fat shall have the right shoulder for his part. Again, God sharing with his priests here. And that's not a uh, license uh, to be greedy or to uh, plague the people or to mess up God's um, day of the Lord. Um, and all that happened. We're going to be running right into that where normally it was the priest's sons that mess up. Okay, and uh, they're greedy and they... They tell people, leave the blood in it. It's not cooked. Leave the blood in it. All that. We have that in Samuel. Right there during Samuel as he was a young man. Okay. In 34, it says, For the wave breast and the heave shoulder have I taken of the children of Israel from off the sacrifices of their peace offerings and have given them unto Aaron the priest, and unto his sons by statute forever from among the children of Israel. And like I said, it's right there clearly taught in the prophets how that's coming back with the new Jerusalem. 35, new paragraph. This is the portion of the anointing of Aaron and of the anointing of his sons out of the offerings of the Lord made by fire in the day when he presented them to minister unto the Lord in the priest's office. 36, which the, pre, which the Lord commanded to be given them of the children of Israel in the day that he anointed them by a statute forever throughout their generations. Folks, in 36, that statement goes right to the new Jerusalem forever. 37, this is the law of the burnt offering, of the meat offering, and of the sin offering, and of the trespass offering, and of the consecrations and of the sacrifice of the peace offerings, which the Lord commanded Moses in Mount Sinai in the day that he commanded the children of Israel to offer their, their oblations unto the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Okay, so like I said, this has gone over so much so many times here that it's important to the Lord, okay? And as we're going through this, me and the table people, uh, we're looking for the teachings, uh, and these are godly teachings. This isn't like some ceremony back in the old uh, occult Canaanite religion where they were teaching people the Baal worship, uh, and as they're teaching, they're deceiving, and the Lord isn't deceiving anybody here. He's given us this doctrine, and this doctrine is to make us grow. Now, Christ said, I'm fulfilling all the law. So uh, 
We're looking and looking and looking, and we want to find the important teachings that not only apply to the history, but to today.